You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Fantasy <laughs> <laughs> 15 delayed! <laughs> Recorded sufficient yeah. now. Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained, <laughs> episode 133. And yes, Final Fantasy 15 is probably delayed, but uh, I'm sure we'll get to that in time. <laughs> I am your host, Neil Ball, as ever. And with me, also as ever, is Ben Schiller-Hall. Hello, Benefer. Hello, man. How are you today? I am splendid. Literally the best gaming week I've had in years, I think, in terms oh, of wow. just... Games, games I've wanted to play and stuff that's good, and and there's still the goodness of another Hitman episode this weekend. Oh, beauty! But we'll get to that. Though I can't talk about all of it because eh, embargoes. Um, but yes, anything interesting happened to you this week outside of games, Not or is it just really. a regular a week? Just a regular week for me. Just slogging your way through to get yeah. to, to go that holiday. Yeah, I can't wait. Not long now. Not long at all, at all. Um, yeah, it's also Gamescom week this week as well. So Which we'll, I completely we'll, forgot. We'll, well, that's obviously where the uh, delay comes into effect, yeah. I think, isn't it? They may mention it tomorrow on the first day. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Clearly, from what I said, it needs redoing in some ways and uh, polishing up. So we'll see. I'm sure it will be the case by the time you've heard this one podcast it will of course probably be made official um who else have we got with us today well we have the armenian argonaut himself gary Bagdazarov. how are you doing gary where do you come up with this stuff man? <laughs> the top of my head that's uh, it. oh, fantastic i'm i'm pretty good <laughs> i'm pretty good hanging hang right in there yeah. excellent excellent good to have you back on oh, thank you and Rounding it off is Mike. No, it isn't Mike Harridance. He's <laughs> missing next week. Again. <laughs> Again. He keeps promising. I'll he be there next week. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> when he comes on next week, that will be his nickname. Mike, I'll be here next week, Harridance. <laughs> uh, but no, we have the often returning now, Tim Nunes. I say it like that, like it's a good thing because it is a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. How you doing, Tim? Um, abysmal is not a word I would use. In fact, I'm doing fairly well. That's good. That's, well, then, yeah. for, for a summer with video games, that, that's really nice to hear. Considering all the bile and negativity out there on the internet yeah. about certain video games this week, it's uh, nice that we're all happy in yeah. this world of... Uh, video games. Hmm. Video, video games. Video games. So, yeah, I know normally we go round table and say hey what have we been playing this week but i think it's three of us at least have played one game in particular and one of us is reviewing that game no man's sky it's finally out in the open and people are well take your pick from happy sad angry dejected uh defretty furious whatever you want to call it stupid it's dividing <laughs> stupid yes dividing opinion is quite clearly the worst <laughs> but here, I think we're all pretty positive on it, to be honest. I would say, I mean, 
I'll get into why I am in a minute. But um, Tim, you've been traveling the stars, seeing the sights. What have you found it so far? I found a lot of empty. My planets have been rather boring. Uh, I think That's the greatest thing, the only, the closest thing I've found to enticing at this point has been an entire spire of aluminium, oh, well. which made me go from rags to riches in like no time. You were literally space Annie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have the hair for it or the gender, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, well, well, we don't know what gender we are, so you might. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood. you don't know what gender you are. <laughs> 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 you know, sometimes these things aren't really in front of your face until you know it, and it, that's a really weird way to say you, it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. So you may have noticed I say a lot of things in ways that are not quite conventional. Kind of my shtick, as I say. Um, yeah, so you've had a little <laughs> boring experience in that regard, but other than that, would you, are you enjoying the exploring and finding pillars of tin cans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, for the most only, part, it's huh? okay. Uh, it, I, I've, I've never really felt... Uh, the survival actual aspect of a game quite like this because mm. you know you kind of take for granted in a lot of survival games that you can still breathe the air and you're not overheating every like five seconds but yeah, actually the last four or five the first four or five planets I was on uh, were all of, of completely crazy temperature no obviously no atmosphere like very minimal in terms of flora and fauna too, so it's been you, meh. on that been, end. I haven't really seen a lot. Yeah, you've been stuck in the the desert town, so to speak, part of the universe, and which is sad. I, was, I mean, I'm excited though when I came across my first robot. Oh, yeah, well, that's, I say it starts cool. ramping up, then when you start seeing new things here and there. I mean, personally, I started out on probably my first planet was quite habitable and nice and full of lush purple and oh, well. had these weird giant dinosaurs that had slug faces which is just straight away yes that's fine that's this is a good place <laughs> never went back after i got my ship you know ready and out of there every planet since has been inhospitable in some way shape or form um usually as you say the it's radiation or heat or cold or just freezing rain was one of the last ones i had um which is, I, we were talking uh, pre-podcast about a planet where I found giant sentient pineapples jumping around the place. And it's just like, it also had what it called tropical environments, but when it rained at night, it was like hail. And it's just crazy weather all over the place in there. Fantastic. Also, the atmosphere was so thin on that planet that when you launched your ship up again, it just jumped straight out into space. This <laughs> No, because it still uses the thing, the jump start thing, but it just goes up really far. It was like, okay, it saved me some of the racing, but yeah, it's 
there's so much I've enjoyed about exploring it personally. And it's just some of the nuts things I've found. Not having this review embargo thing around your neck, normally that would be like a rush to think, oh, I've got, I've got to do it quickly to get the hits and stuff like that. But obviously we've done a review diary system for the last week before the review that will be out by the time you heard this. And it's been nice to play it at my own pace to a degree and to experience it how it should, because I think rushing this game is not no. really what it's designed for. And fundamentally, maybe that was a good thing to not be... How would you even uh, rush it? Well, forming an opinion quicker than actually getting yeah. anywhere, which a few... Of them, I mean, you look at a lot of the earlier reviews, a lot of them were negative for that reason didn't think that much else was going to happen was basically what they were saying. And then they'd done yeah. probably from the sounds of it, they'd done it about 10 hours maybe and said, well, this, I don't think it'll get any better. Just fair enough. If you're confident in your opinion of that, that's yeah. completely fine. And um, I personally think that it is a sort of game that it's a very niche game in a lot of ways, but of course it's had this triple A S backing to it. And yeah. that has, probably soured it for a lot of people who expected more because of that and you know for all the people that might know that it's a small studio have made this game and it's not really made for mass audiences it's actually just it's a personal little thing so yeah you can understand why people are upset and annoyed because it's not what they thought but rumor and hearsay has been a lot of the problem with that game and it's just well, it probably sh- didn't really help much with that. With how I know they were trying to be silent because you know of the fact that it's all mm. about exploring, but it, it didn't help the game by doing that really with all the naysayers. That was it. It was the other thing with it was every time they did answer a question, yeah. the next question was, "But what else?" Just like, and it just went on, on and on and on until, I mean, you you see the multiplayer thing coming up this week, which just ridiculous at this point where they're taking interviews out of context and making it sound like oh he promised this feature this feature has been stripped away from the game oh they've changed they've taken it out the last minute i mean we're only looking today that uh, someone's mining the data out of it and have found no trace of any multiplayer mode in there so take that how you will on that one yeah. um yes i'm deviating slightly here yes i'm going to be giving it a 7.5 which on my scale is good i've really enjoyed it i will still be playing it for a couple of hours here and there each time you know just i was saying to tim earlier it's it's the sort of game that you put a podcast on or some music on and just just relax in for a few hours and like i'm doing right now yeah, like you're doing right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> when is Ben not playing games on the podcast? When he's hosting. Um, yeah. yeah, so it is that kind of game. I'm really digging it for that. And it's kind of everything I expected it to be. I never expected it to be a sort of game of the year thing I was saying last week. If it's not Scratch, I'll, I'm going to say so. And, and yeah, there are aspects of it that don't work and stuff that probably will get better and improved as time goes on. Because they fully want to do that, add more. Yeah. You know, obviously, they're talking about base building and freighters that you can own coming up in the next update. So it's it's just basically what happens from here if they actually get follow through with that and 
make sure the game keeps improving. You know, your game can have an iffy launch. It can launch with very little content, but you keep building over time, you will get an appreciation and an audience. I go back to, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I said GTA Online is very much something like that, where despite all the early problems, things have worked out pretty well because they've just carried on pushing it with new content, free content, and going from there, which they've said they'll do with this. So, yes, um, Tim, did you have anything else to say about No Man's Sky? Um, not Honestly, not really. I've, I've been... I was... I don't want to say dejected by my early experience, but the monotony of my bad luck made the game a little bit unapproachable right now um so i think yeah so uh, i've assumed that since this game is gonna essentially be rather luck based and i know the consistency of my luck i'm going to approach this game when i have a very grindy farming sort of just like leisurely mentality going yeah, give yeah, it its I proper due totally when take... I'm when I'm ready for it. Yeah, completely understandable. And like I said, there are games out there that you just don't. You know, you're in the wrong mindset. You know, circumstances don't work for you in the game the first time you play it. And you you have to come back to it maybe once, twice, three times before you really get what you want out of it. If you do at all, like that I've always said Fallout Three was one of those games for me where. I bought that three times before I ever actually got into it beyond the first hour or so. It's just before that, I was hyped for it, got into it, and then just, no, it just did not click. What finally did it for you? Because I never got to a playable point in that game. I don't know. It was like five quid for like the Game of the Year edition on PS3, and I thought, well... What's one more try? You know, it's like I've already spent money on this twice. <laughs> Let's try again. Uh, I don't know. I think we, someone was talking about it in a chat room once, and uh, I was like, yeah, maybe I will try again like that. Mainly because I just finished Skyrim, and I think that sort of got me back into it as well. Because pff, longer story here is that Borderlands got me into the idea of loot and like rummaging through everything in games like that. I'd never really been into that much. And after I played Borderlands, that was suddenly something I was actually interested in. So Borderlands went to Borderlands 2, and then Skyrim and all those things that were in there as well. And it was just brilliant. Worked for me. So yeah, I went back to Fallout 3, and it clicked. I got it, you know, and it worked for me. Because most of Fallout 3 stuff was there in Skyrim in basic mechanics so it felt more comfortable and just sometimes that happens with games so that's it yeah so follow took mental conditioning is what you're saying <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> well to be fair it is a fallout game that is how everyone plays it mm, conditioning conditioning um ben yep how's your experience been in the universe it's been not too bad i've uh, just been exploring uh, and learning words. All of the words will be mine. <laughs> you will be the most sophisticated <laughs> man in the galaxies. I will know all the words. He's going to go and swoon all the robots. Yeah, 
There's my job in this universe. Not to be the smart, not to go to the yeah the center, not to to explore, just to learn words. Uh, someone on um, Twitter came up earlier and said that yeah. some of the conversation with the aliens just remind them of Red Dwarf. Because yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff that the awkward conversation, and it is, it is totally that. Yeah. Just some of the awkward, weird stuff they come out with. And it's like, yeah, brilliant, love it. And I, that is I had why one I sentence like that I really wanted to know what it was. I still don't know the whole sentence. I know all of it except for one word. And that word is what I want to know. It's like <laughs> he, get, he goes up to me and goes, "Death, death, 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 something warrior." <laughs> well, what oh, yeah. is that yeah, word? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't found that word either. So. I have 157 words. Which one is that one? Well, now you know what's at the centre. That's what you're aiming for, that word. Yeah, that one word. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, by the way, anyone, anyone else got the physical copy for this game? Yep. Uh, no, no, I got review code. So. I've got my European copy with the sticker on the back of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bought the collector's edition online. and the stickers covering the back of the box. Yeah, which they've said is an yeah. honest mistake. Fair enough. So, is yeah. it just me, or does the person on the box look like a Pokemon trainer? He is. Well, I mean, you're going to planets, detailing <laughs> all these animals for the first time with a, what is essentially a Pokedex. So yeah, yeah. You just maybe like not a Pokemon trainer, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So you can. You can befriend the animals and, oh, and make some of them. If you look at the person on the cover, he's got a baseball cap, he's got a backpack, he's ready to go. Man. Space Pokemon, okay, yeah. Spaceable. Pokemon no, universe. No. Mine doesn't, oh yeah, he does. <laughs> Even got, yeah. Go yeah, befriend I... them all. Space Pokemon. <laughs> make them... <laughs> I choose With... you. Gerald hamster spider thing. <laughs> and the fact, you know what? When you look at some of the names that people have come up with, some of the monsters, you think this is how it happened. This is how Pokemon became a thing. Someone just made these creatures up and then and just gave them stupid names. And it's happening. This is like the birth of Pokemon. That's the twist. <laughs> oh snap! This is this is Nintendo's th- going to be so mad. <laughs> well, this is how you circumvent a license. You see, you just go back to origin point. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and just say uh, mobile creatures yeah. instead. Yeah. So, you know, well, yours takes place in one town, in, in one world. Ours takes place in entire universe. So, yeah. I really can't wait for No Man Go. No Man Go. <laughs> no Poke Go. <laughs> but it has no multiplayer uh, features, so you kind of have to sit at home. Okay. Yeah, that did. So essentially, what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at home is really all I need, really. Yeah, that, that, that's really, pretty really. much a with me. Cool. So, Gary, you haven't played it. Um, so, that leaves no you one. out of this conversation somewhat. But, yeah, apart from your Pokemon reference. <laughs> I had to get into the conversation somehow. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to come to you next and say, Gary, though you haven't played this, what have you played this week? Oh. Fantasy fourteen. Yes, I have been playing that. <laughs> oh my no god, I can't sleep any week. <laughs> <laughs> Brown, help me. 
He's like, Gary, get on so I can help you. And I get on and he's never around. Oh, yeah, I kept saying hello. And then I said, do you want help? And he logged off again. That was yeah. sad. That was the last day, though, man. <laughs> but you did give me an item, which was very nice of you. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so Final Fantasy XIV, I, um, I started playing uh, Tales of Zestiria. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Tim. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan so far. <laughs> Be that guy, then. That's fine. What else? <laughs> no, I, I love the Tales franchise, but so far this one is kind of... Um, a lot of design decisions I'm not a fan of. Um, kind of like I, I'm not a big fan of the combat system this time around. Uh, I just I think it's control wise it's really old school in my opinion at this point. It's very stale now. So yeah, um, sorry. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still fun. I, I like where the story's going. I like the whole uh, like vampire demon thing going on. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I like the whole open world of it, even though half the time the game doesn't tell me where I'm supposed to go. It just says, go to these ruins. Cool, where are these ruins? I'm in a giant open world. Where am I supposed to find them? Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, outside I mean, of that... I'm wrong about the combat, honestly. Because they've been, they've been really sticking to the... Uh, I can't remember the the long name they have for it now. But the, the, they're really sticking to the the, the oh, standard. Yeah. And it's been kind of just a, a dance around and a little bit of additive and a little bit of subtractive and a little bit of multiplicative. I don't know what I'm saying right now, but there's been just a lot of like pieces added in to a, like a, a standard formula from the beginning. So if you were looking uh, which, for words, you'd know the words. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't I, I need to I need to farm some words. I need to um, <laughs> once once you get it done. Actually, Ben, I'm just gonna steal your words and be good. <laughs> you do all the word and then work and take all the. That, that's gonna be your campaign in No Man's Sky, Tim. It's just hunting down Ben so you can steal all his words. <laughs> I just spawn. I find Gary. I I find Ben, and he's like, "Hi, Tim," and I'm like, "Give me your words," and he's like, "No," and I just pick him up and take them. Game over. Platinum. Platinum. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Hello no, Games. Not, it, it, it's also one of those things, Tim, where I was so used to it kind of being uh, like the side. When the, when the fighting starts, the camera's on the side, so you see your character on the left and the enemy on the right. And now it's like behind you, and... It's just—it's so weird because you can't move your character around with the right analog stick or anything, or even the camera. You gotta hold L two to move your character around, and it's so awkward sometimes that I'm just like, I don't know. You can about change this. it to be free moving. It's a setting. Can you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. Uh, I will have well, to... thank you for telling. Me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got you, fam. Yeah, nice. Uh, I'm also not a big fan of the equipment system. I think it's really cheap and... Oh, let's not even get started. Uh, it's terrible. The, the stupid spiel that they have of trying to link up your whatever... Uh, I can't even think of the terms now, but like getting gear that fits the mold of the, the, the stat sheet thing that you have to deal with. No. That is the stupidest shit. Yeah, and the fact that you end up having you end up having essentially like old gear being better than new stuff, which makes no sense. 
because the new stuff has better stats. That's the big. That was the flaw for me with that game, and I mentioned it when I reviewed it. It was bad. I was very yeah, frustrated. Uh, I think it's cheap. Like you find the same thing over and over again. It just the stats are different. It's like how many times am I going to find the stupid pendant that's named exactly the same, but it gives me different special stats? You know, like. There's the only nice piece about that is that you can combine them to make them better, so you can always combine the shitty ones into good ones. This is true, but I feel like it's a cheap system. Uh, like, we don't want to design different names for stuff, so we just name everything the same and say you can combine yeah. it. <laughs> I think they were trying to make it a little bit more appealing to a general demographic in doing so, but in doing so, it made it complicated for diehards. And it, Nope. Yeah. yeah. Well, I understand. I'm... Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after my disappointment with Tales of Zestiria, I decided to go back and play Wild Arms 3 as a PS2 classic, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it very much. More than I enjoyed it the first time I played it, back in 2002. Did you hate it back then? No, I enjoyed it, but now that I'm playing it again... Because I only beat that game one time. Um, usually, I play like when I play an RPG, I, I go through it a second time a lot of the mm-hmm. times. That one I only went through once, so this is my second time going through it, and I kind of understand that it's now more of a strategic combat system type game than I originally thought it was. I mean, it's a um, tactics game. <laughs> what do you mean? Is it a tactics game? But like Final Fantasy Tactics, like those kind of games. No, that's not how Wild Arms is. What am I thinking of? I have no idea. There was a Wild Arms like that on the PSP that came out. That might be where I'm caught. <laughs> that was my exposure to the franchise, and I'm like, wait. Uh. Oh, that was a terrible exposure to the franchise for you, man. This isn't Got what I wanted. Yeah, the first the first two Wild Arms are classics in my opinion, and the third one is fantastic too. But, but yeah, it's it's good stuff going back to that game and playing it and realizing, wow, this game worked when it was finished. It didn't need patches or any of that stuff. It just kind of makes yeah. you. Wonder. It is weird to go back to old games and <laughs> deal with that. You're like, oh man, there are these weird things that I have to. I know that are coming, but they didn't patch them. Uh, they weren't bad enough to destroy the game. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of sad in my opinion, but no, it's it's good stuff. I do highly recommend Wild Arms two or three if you're into old school JRPGs. Don't know. Europe that. used to always get like a patch version of Final Fantasy games. Was it a patch version or a re-release? I'm just well, just the fact that we always got the version that came out like after North America and Japan with some extra stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it becomes uh, the international version. Yeah, you guys did that with Kingdom Hearts, and people were super pissed about that. Yeah. <laughs> and we had the what you get Final Fantasy Ten as well, didn't we? And Final Fantasy yep, International Twelve, yeah. I think. Yep. And Seven is... had an international version as well. Of course. <laughs> we're we're not part of the international. No, you're I not guess. international enough. We're not international <laughs> Just... enough. Is is the U <laughs> is being part of the UN not international enough? No. No, you have to be. Don't count anymore. Don't count. You got to be the president, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Or the queen? I don't know. 
One of those. One of them. Excellent. Um, Ben, I suppose I shouldn't bother asking you what you played. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There's no avoiding Final Fantasy XIV now, so... That's it. There's that, and uh, obviously No Man's Sky, but... uh, yeah. And you played a bit more Neverwinter as yeah. well this week. I'm level 60 on Neverwinter. <laughs> this is it. I've been waiting for my friend to come back and tell yeah. me he's playing it again. Of course, You're then, he comes 60. back the week. <laughs> yeah, I'm level 60. What? <laughs> wow. Well, what the hell, Ben? <laughs> it took, like, no time. Wow. It was double XP this weekend, and we had honey badgers. So. I don't even know what that means, the honey badger part, anyway. <laughs> Uh, you can have uh, what's good, uh, what's good, companions to kill stuff with you. Yeah, yeah. Those things were absolutely useless when that game came out. Just so you know, man. Oh, they're not now. They're amazing. They oh, took, I know. <laughs> they took the boss down in half. Took the boss down half health in one hit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the boss. Yeah, the boss. That's was it the Dungeon of the Dragon that you fought. Yeah, we yeah we bought the entire we beat the entire campaign in about a, about. 15 hours. Because of double XP, we're just leveling up every time we've got a quest done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, quest, oh, leveled up. Oh, qu- leveled up. Oh, okay. I have no words, Ben. So, yeah, about, it took us about about 20 hours to get from 1 to 60. Blind, blind. That's, yeah, not, I didn't play it all 20 hours in a row. I was level 40 this week, and then I got to 60 over the double XP period. But yeah. No yes, Winter ben. and Final Fantasy Fourteens. Yes. And the No Man's Sky. MMR. Yeah. All those things. All of done and dust. Tim, what about you? Anything outside these gaming walls you might have picked up and played? Well, it's kind of a big deal. Because, uh, it, well, it was a big deal when it came out, and I didn't finish it. I finally got through Uncharted 4. Oh, nice. Ah, you oh, did. yes. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole thing. You and... <laughs> You'll finally be able to... Be... Yeah, you, you, you endured it. You finally got past that glitch, then. Um, I... Yeah, kind of, yeah. I, I From what I understand, based on the information I was able to retain between my bouts of rage and my mild aneurysms was the fact that my Japanese console has a different power allocation. I think it's like 200 volts. Uh-huh. Watts. Volts. Not shit. Woof. No, uh, 200, 200 watts. And the, the standard American PS4 has 220 so I'm feeling like this game is, you know, registering that it needs this much and it's not getting this much. So when things get too complicated or I die a lot, then the game just I don't know, shits the bed. Because I was constantly getting it. Um, it was constantly just shutting down, closing the app, closing the app over and over and over and Blimey. busted my chops and. Uh, it, from what it also seemed is when I ended up going to the menu, then it separated the game from its amount of RAM needed or something. It, it reminded me of the issues that came with, uh, what's it called? Um, Grand Theft Auto 4 when it first came out, when the, and the fat PS3s couldn't run it. 
yeah. Finding a lot that. of that. A lot of that, but... I don't know. I finally got it done. I'm actually uh, two trophies from the Platinum. Oh, nice. Now. Despite all that. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And it's it feels nice to be done. I was... I wouldn't want to say completely disappointed with the ending because there was a lot of fan service and a lot of content feelings and but the the ending just wasn't very fruitful with the way it was developing and you mean the ending yeah. ending or the I mean just the game in general the, okay, the, not the... I'm not talking about the epilogue the epilogue was ah, cool but I it didn't really say, I, I do don't anything. like you if you don't like the epilogue at all I know it just didn't do anything <laughs> you know, like in terms of what the the story was building up up to the point and then one you know you have all these all these human things going on between all the characters and consequences and issues and things and I really don't want to go into spoilers but well it's been you, old now so long that you know well I just well, finished it so I'm going to empathize with like the other person that hasn't played the game yeah there are still people but, out there playing PS3 and waiting for the, for the game for them would you believe and here I was going to ask an important question and now I can't go ahead What's the question? It's a spoilery question, so I'm not gonna Spoiler ask. Spoiler alert! Mute for like half a minute. Yeah. What now? Yeah. Um. Okay, then. Was I the only one who was disappointed that I didn't fight any supernatural enemies in this game? No. No. I was. No. I loved you know, that it wasn't yeah. in there. Yeah, no, that's I, the I'd shit that, that always dejects me from the Uncharted games. Well, after the first three, I was kind of expecting it in the fourth one, and I was like. Man, I hope I get to fight some zombie pirates over here soon. <laughs> you know, they probably Sweet. set it up better here than they ever did in the older games. Yeah, they set it up. You could have, <laughs> yeah, you could have actually believed it more now. Is it in, yeah. But where in the old games, they just threw it there. It's I'm like, I'm glad oh, all did. these wonderful ways. Yeah, there's all these amazing things that happen. And it's like, here's fucking yetis. You know, it's like, I want ghost no. pirates. Ghost pirates. Well, Scout you do or what? <laughs> hey, Scott Babansky wants to be doing some Pirates of the Caribbean style oh, stuff. Okay. I mean, there could yeah, be it's... one good Ghostbusters game this year, then. That won't happen. Well, <laughs> I, mean, if I, I mean, if I try her ghosts. Maybe it does. Maybe, maybe, maybe we are you ghosts. are. But yeah, I was just like, I fought Supernatural in every Uncharted, even the Vita version, and. I didn't get anything in this one. It was kind of weird, in my opinion. But eh, I was into it. It's yeah. When that was part of the reason why I was so disappointed because I was so, I was getting so vested and so vested, and things were going so well, and you know, all these issues were coming up, and it was getting to the it was coming to a head, and then the game was like, nah, everything's fine, and then just everyone just yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan. But the yeah, epilogue had was kind of a cool time. touch. Yeah, it's nice. It's, I was uh, like, I want to be her. I want to be I want to be in that situation. I want I want that house, I want that life, I want all that. Wonderful. And that's yeah. the only way I could say that without spoiling it. <laughs> nice, dude. But yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I had still a, um, good. Minus Crash, yeah. honestly, I hate Crash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah minus Crash, indeed. And, and Crash is. 
as well. So, crash, <laughs> in general, crash ruins the game for you a bit. Crash so and burn? Yes. Yes, very much so. Yeah, I don't know if it's a Naughty Dog thing on this generation because uh, I had that with The Last of Us, uh, the remaster version, where I played the Left Behind DLC, got halfway through it, and it just kept crashing, crashing, crashing. So I ended up having to watch the end on YouTube because I just couldn't be bothered anymore. I was just like, eh. I for I ended up watching the ending for this game the same way, and it kind of ruined it. Like, not just the fact that yeah. I just watched it, but the, the fact that I didn't actually experience it. It was someone else's yeah, doing. Age. And, yeah, I wasn't a part of it. I was more of just an onlooker, and it wasn't that. It's kind of... It's it kind of confirmed the issue I have with a lot of like YouTube like let's plays and stuff is you, like you can say yeah. oh I've I've seen it oh I've played it you know yeah. no it's not the same thing that yeah it's um, like, oh it looks boring so well you're not playing it that's the whole point if you're not playing it it's not a movie you can't say oh it looks boring by the trailer that's fair enough okay if you can't if a game you kind of have to play it to really know if that's the case it's like sure you can make an educated guess but it really really is just like not experiencing the whole point of what games are when yeah yeah i i get it to a point when you want to see what games like maybe get a little sample of it but yeah as an actual full-on critique of a game to just watch a youtube video series of it maybe isn't really no because let's put it this way I saw the Amazing Spider-Man 2 game, like, played on YouTube for several episodes. Well, ah, this looks all right. Oh, so I rented it, and, yeah, dog shit. Absolute dog <laughs> shit to play. <laughs> it's like, it's like, appearances aren't everything. <laughs> I mean, it looked bad anyway, you know, a rough around the edges sort of way. But I thought, well, looks like they're having fun. But, mm, yeah, bit pants. But anyway. That's another day. That's another game. Another podcast. <laughs> Activi- uh, that, that's Activision and any license that doesn't make the money, basically. They just do that. Um, anything else you played, Tim? Or did that pretty much take up every waking minute trying to it's, <laughs> persevere through the... Uh, oh, man. The I, I started this... I started... I finally got back into the game this weekend and... Uh, I should tell everybody, and, and I don't know why I have to tell everybody, but I I do because I'm up my own ass about it. I am a trophy whore, and I played the I played this game, the first attempt on crushing, and it was horrendous. Because so, oh, the crashing would make it worse. Because I'd spend like you know half tip. an hour on one of those big fights and just psh. a little tip. I, I guess are you still doing? Have you done the crushing trophy? I'm already yeah. I'm done. Okay, because cheats don't disable trophies in Uncharted 4. I I know. Okay. But I also don't have to play through it twice now. That's good. I do, actually, because <laughs> it's a speed run. Yeah. But but I don't have to care on the speed yeah, run. Like that. What the hell yeah, is that in the background? Oh, I, I, I think it's my neighbor. Okay. It just sounds, yeah. I was going to say, I, <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> I have peculiar situation like it's whether it's one of my many precarious neighbors mowing their already cut lawn or the train that goes through it three times a day. I got I know, we've heard the train before on the podcast. So that's, yeah, we <laughs> that's the hype train. 
I train coming on for it. <laughs> Here to serve you up hot, fresh disappointment. <laughs> Just in time for my birthday. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> oh, so other stuff. Um, I suppose I should say what I've been playing, apart from the obvious. I said No Man's Sky. Um, You've been oh, playing No Man's I, Sky, I've <laughs> <laughs> I have. I think you'd like that game. <laughs> nah, never on my radar, to be honest. Uh, I certainly haven't spent episodes and episodes talking about it, much like I don't about Hitman, which, oh, new Hitman this week. I'm just so looking forward to that. Nice. It's like going to be, it is the cherry on top of, as I was saying, a very good week of gaming. One game I am playing I cannot talk about because, like I said, embargoes, but, uh, it's one that's fairly big and coming out soon, and it's good. So you're playing Destiny: Rise of Iron. Are you lucky, bugger? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, wasted hours on Destiny. God, I really can't. I've got it pre-ordered actually. The expansion. Well, you are that guy. To be fair, Ben, yeah. <laughs> you are the guy that would do that. I want so, like a Jalla horn under- and my Jalla wings. Jalla wings. <laughs> What the fuck is it? Jalo Jalloween's? It's like the evolution of Jalloween. It has to be. Yeah, I, I can see that. Activision being all cynical, just going, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, it's a sparrow. Yeah, well, there you go. Evolution. Um, yes, can't talk about that one. I can probably talk about one because the embargo is tomorrow from when we're recording, but this obviously goes out on Tuesday, so, yeah. Uh, bound, which is this week yeah. yes I can by rules I'm um, just saying I'm just Tuesday my... it depends, depends or Wednesday the stars align if the stars align and Kevin is around it, yeah. to get it up that day so yes um, Bound which is out next week which is by the people that made the batch it Linger in Shadows and it's, it's quite good you know it's like oh nice um, I'm sure if you've probably We've seen the um, trailer from Me Free, which shows all the whole balletic dancing and all the cubic you know, backgrounds and effects and stuff. And it's really pretty looking and it's going to be a PSVR compatible game down the line. Though Christ, in some of those sections, I think you would lose your entire stomach, you know, contents, lining and all, if you tried doing that in VR. But this, this, the way the game opens... And I, just, I really don't want to go to spoiler territory here, but unexpected for a start. Considering all we've seen, not what I expected. And thematically, lovely game. Very. And it, my problem with it originally, I wanted to sort of pre-order it and get it anyway because I thought I like the look of it. But then I remember they did Linger in Shadows, which wasn't really a game. It was an experiment, and it was like, is it going to be more like that than it is a game? It's it's light on game, to be fair. And, you know, it's a bit of jumping here, a bit of do this, do that. Nothing really drastic. But it tells a nice story in a couple of hours or so. It has a little bit of replay value. And it's quite, you know, story-wise quite mature and confident enough to let you sort of make your own mind up to a degree about how it's going and how you feel on it. I think depending on your background as well, that could give you different interpretations of how it is. Like 
again, I won't go into too much of that because it gives it away as well. But yeah, it's surprisingly good game. Very short, probably about a couple of hours or so for one playthrough. But to be honest, you could get a second third playthrough out there. And you know, if you're trophy whore, there's a platinum. So yeah, I'm talking to you, Tim. Don't worry. <laughs> it's yeah, surprisingly good and. I'm interested to see what other reviews would be like. Kyle is uh, reviewing it, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying that he quite liked it as well. So, and probably had the same complaints I had about it in the short term. But yeah, I I would thoroughly recommend if you want something a bit different, if you're into indie types of games, uh, they um, list uh, a homage of references at the end, you know, thank yous to companies like. Fulbright and that game company and gives you an idea of what they were going for thematically. Um, basically, stuff like Firewatch and go on, I say go home, gone home and uh, and stuff like Journey. Really, that they seem to think were their influences, and you kind of see that in there. Interesting game. Really did enjoy it. Um, what else have I played? God. Um, yeah, you know what? I think that might. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a lot, but wow, that's short stuff for I can't you. Talk. It is really, but <laughs> you know, No Man's Sky has taken up a lot of the week because that's been like forty something hours, and then other game is now taking up my time, and I've got to fit Hitman in, and then get a little break until uh, I get to review Return to Resident Evil Four for the first time in what is it? 12 years? Yeah. So, Wow. You're one of the few people that hasn't played it for 12 years. I just... Yeah, I've said it before. I get that it's a good game, but I, to me it still stands for the point the series changed for the worse. As well, you know? It's like, oh, I agree. It's a good it, game, it, but it, it's, it's the start of bad. Yeah. It was the start of showing that Capcom getting the wrong message about... No, probably not the start, because Devil May Cry to Devil May Cry 2 pretty much was the start of Capcom not getting the message of what people liked about the first game. I don't know, because then they pulled it's, back with Devil May Cry 3, so... Yeah, but damage is done with that one. It's yeah. for me, personally. I mean, but, yeah. All the same. It's that sort of game that I'm going to be interested to see. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um... But yeah, now I'm just waiting on Hitman. It's and that's it for me this week on the the games front. As I said, you said very short. I didn't really get to put much time in on Persona Four this week, so with everything else going on, which is a shame. Um, right. Uh, we've we've been talking a lot about No Man's Sky and of course and some of the negativity surrounding it. And our dear old Adam Byrne, who's on. I wouldn't say rival podcast because that makes it sound like we don't like each other. But, um, <laughs> on PlayStation Fix, he has done an article for PSU this week, sort of discussing the, uh, the hype and expectation that came about No Man's Sky and how it's sort of affected everything with it. And we were talking about it before, though it'd probably be something good to talk about this week about that with hype in general and how it's, you know, Managing it, really. You know, it's all very well and good to have, you know, high expectations and get excited for a game. And like I said, even for me, as much as 
I never expected amazing, amazing things out of No Man's Sky. I did get very you know, caught up in the excitement of it because, and it's nice because at you know, 34 years of age, I don't really get that much anymore with games. You know, I'll, I'll look forward to games, but to be really excited about games is very rare unless it's, you know, it's a Jima game or a new Pez and that's it. Or, you know, Shenmue 3. But even then, you know, time whittles away at that. So, yeah, maybe normally quite measured on that. But, yeah, I, I've bought into it here and just been very happy. But I've been generally satisfied because I've kept myself in check on that, knowing you know, I've always looked up all the information on the game. I you know, read into it a lot. and So I understood what its limitations would likely be. And I know not everyone is going to do that. And the general gaming public isn't. And that has probably been No Man's Sky's biggest downfall for not just the general public, but a lot of reviewers obviously not having the time or not really having the care about the game beforehand is going to colour their experience because all they've seen is what they expect from what other people have said. And that's the hype train itself, which has just generated an image of a game that isn't really there. And yeah, lots of games have that problem. Um, Tim. I will start with you on this one. Your feelings on hype and dealing with hype. Well, the thing about uh, hype in general, really, is you can't really prepare for it, and you can't really know that it's hype either. You know, you can you can have people go, "Oh, this is going to be a game," right? And you you, you got to believe them because it's they're saying it's a game, and you don't have any other <laughs> yeah, any other sort of. Yeah, you don't you don't have any sort of like you have this expectation going. Okay, I know what this is, and they're saying, well, these are the terms that you might know, and you say, okay, I do know those terms, but certainly uh, I'll you, you, Well, you're not <laughs> wrong, right? Like you're not wrong when you're saying that you're using words and that this has a, a you know has been made for my console, but you know you you are always going to be like because this. This is a very opinionated uh, mm. medium in general. So you Just have fine. outlets, yeah. yeah. You have outlets saying things. You have um, developers saying things. You have producers uh, saying things. It's just all over the place, and you know that information is at the ready twenty four seven. And it makes mm. it even worse because you know you'll hear people say, "Well, this is good," and then other places say, "Well, this is bad." And then you go, "Well, what?" Where do I fit in and on all this? And so then people kind of just pick a side. And the uh, the downside of it all really is that when you pick that side, you don't know if that really represents you or not. So when you get the game, you're like, "But I wasn't thinking this." So instead of being a clean slate and experience something brand new, you're going in with a preconceived notion and being disappointed that that preconceived notion is not what the game is, and the game isn't catering to what you expected and um uh, yeah, I think the magic of gaming is almost gone because of stuff like that. Uh yeah. I remember, you know, when we when you know we were growing up, we had games were just, you know, the only ads we got were the back of the box and the art and the you know, the stuff when we go in and the guy would say or the guy, you know, the representative would say, "Hey, so this is a game." And I'm like, "Oh, sweet. I have that thing." <laughs> You know, and they say, well, look at the back of the box. And it says, oh, real voice acting. What is that thing for Final Fantasy VIII? Uh, 
seamless gameplay, a seamless cutscene gameplay or something. Or, <laughs> but that was, it was such a big like? thing, right? It, yeah, it's not even close. Full motion video. But, oh, you know, it, it was such a different time. And we were going oh, yeah. into games not expecting anything except for our ability to play them. And that's so gone. It's completely gone. And now we're at the whim of people spending money for the sake of advertising. And that ends up skewing the way we think. Which is the yeah, true downside I mean, of where gaming is now. Yeah, because there's where the problem lies for, as I said, with No Man's Sky, is that it's, at its heart, it's a very different game to most games that get this much hype and PR stuff, and that works for it and against it. It works for it in the sense that it's nice, you can get more excited about a game like that because it's different. You know, and it's not the same stuff that big companies are churning out and saying, this game has the same mechanics as this other game you like but with our stuff in it so and pretty much endless cycles on that and it's always nice when a, a game comes along where you don't know a lot about it and you're still getting the hype and you know obviously the game had its naysayers even in the early days because naturally people will ask questions when they don't know everything all the facts but yeah it it did unfortunately get split into two camps because there was this camp that had been there since the very beginning, which had strongly, strongly wanting to be the the people who believed in this small team from Guildford and make them into superstars. And then they could say, well, I was there when they were nothing, you know, like that. And it's like, yeah. And of course, well, they'll, that's they'll point carry on. Game and, uh... Yeah. That's it. You, you, the plucky upstart who's you know, gone through all the problems and, you know, had the studio flooded and become a focal point of the leading console of the generation. So, you know, advertising for a few years, you know, like, yeah, there were the likes of Uncharted and that, you know, to be considered among them, despite being such a small studio with an ambitious idea. I was watching a it's, video recently about well, something like that, actually, to be honest, where humans would vote would actually side with whoever is the underdog more often than they would oh, yeah. the person that's winning unless there's money involved say there's a job and uh what's it one person is getting paid less but working more hours while the other guy is the underdog humans would actually go with the guy that's getting less money for working more yeah i can't this remember what, um, and... i can't remember what I think it was film theory or game theory. Thanks for watching. Thanks for what? (laughs) But yeah, that's basically where the whole hype cycle of any game seems to originate from now, is that two counts will form early doors. The count that go, this looks shit. And then the count that go, no, I don't agree with you. So this actually is the best thing ever, you know, irrationally. So, you know, to the point, I mean, no, my sky definitely. Uncharted Four had this with a lot oh, of yeah. reviews. Anything that was like the uh, eight out of ten reviews for Uncharted Four were just like getting some serious. Heat How dare you it. not give it tens? It is. It's mad. I mean, that just shows you how insane people get in their belief that we have the best game. This is the best game. It's like that. It's all conspiracy theories and. And if one gives under eight, is obviously an Xbox fanboy. Yeah, there's no rational. That's it. There's no rational thing about it. They can't be rational. It must be, must be Xbox fanboys. 
Yeah. And it doesn't always apply to just that. It's just franchises in general where obviously they have a rabid fan base. Final Fantasy is one such fan base too that you have people that very much like almost in two camps there. There's people who like certain Final Fantasies over other ones and they're at war with the others. And then so some people will champion the ones that play more like their favorite ones and it just goes on and on. And sports games even have it. Obviously Final Fantasy Mystic Quest is obviously the best Final Fantasy game. I'm well, sure there's somebody that agrees with you. <laughs> I've never played it, but I'm going to say it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even in sports games, it's tribal when you have two companies making the same sport. Yeah, um, well, no one, no one's probably doing it for NBA Live, but you know, <laughs> at the same time. Oh, <laughs> if anybody's advocating for NBA Live, then nobody's going to listen, which is... Due diligence yeah. on their part because NBA Live was garbage. That's it's it. been garbage. It left because it was garbage. It's now back and garbage again. Wow. Exactly. So yeah, it's yeah. I'd say that is probably where most of the problem with hype comes from. Is just that people just digging in at yours to say they are among the first that liked or hated this game, and hence why right now you get a lot of people with this whole "told you so" attitude about. No Man's Sky, where they'll say, oh, it's, the reviews say it's not as good as you hoped it would be, so ha, we were right all along. It's like, yeah, you, you've waited three years to be able to type that message. Good for you. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. <laughs> and vice versa. One second. Any game that, yeah. Yep. There we go. Needed that. Is that called? A, a golf clap, isn't it? Yeah. They call that. So, yeah. So Sorry. I wouldn't say um, that. I wouldn't say that hype is all bad, though, because like if we're looking at no, you know, franchises yeah. like Uncharted, like, you know, Naughty Dog, they've been the beneficiary or beneficiary of good hype because you know Uncharted yeah. Two came out of nowhere and people went whoa, you know, and then Three came out and the hype train pulled in and because the train wasn't late this time and they said, <laughs> well, this isn't this isn't this isn't Uncharted Two's Uncharted Two. What's going on? This is not Uncharted 2.2. This is new. Yeah, it's nuts. But there you go. It's. I mean, yeah, as you say, franchises getting hype is good. I mean, Rockstar are masters at handling their own hype. And it's like yeah. by just drip feeding everything. And by God, do I buy into it every time and fully feel satisfied and <laughs> on it. You know, it's. Right. A masterclass. You don't see other studios doing it like they do. You know, it's like Kojima does his own thing, but it's a very different, <laughs> you know, yeah, kind of experience. Yeah. But again, I really enjoy that that hunt for a Kojima game. Probably in some ways more than actually playing them. It, it's just that whole. In this oh, case, yeah. this trade me. Yeah. Oh, Phantom Pain. You know, it's like I think anyone who did or didn't like the game yeah. would probably agree that the, the whole trailer hunt for that game was probably the most satisfying thing about it it's just i like great. the whole is it real or is it fake part of it you know when it was uh yeah. Moby dick is it cgi is yeah. that is that personal stage cgi is it metal gear is it not metal gear it's just uh, it's fantastic that whole thing you look back at that whole run through from initial fake reveals and all that it's just it's masterful it's like in a really daft kojima way and it built hype up for me. And they're always the same. I always I go into every Metal Gear game just with nuclear levels of hype just because he's just 
keeps it frothing like that. And I play it, the game, she's satisfied and or really happy in some cases or something. And yeah, after that, it's gone for a while, you know, it just, it dies off and then I'll just sort of fondly remember the game for a while and then maybe play it a year or two down the line again. And it's like, with the exception of Metal Gear Solid 2, which... Mm. I'm very staunchly in the case of oh yes I play that quite often because uh, to be honest I'd be, I'd be happy if they just remastered Metal Gear Solid 2 in HD I would, oh god yeah and then re-reverse the uh, riding thing just for a laugh it's just <laughs> well even though it has a special mode where you can play Snake through the whole game instead of riding it, well there was a mode like that in there so in the later yeah. versions so there it's, you go Oh, BS. So yeah, it, as you said, Tim, hype can be a very good thing when done right, and to a degree, you can kind of back up what you're promising. And which, in modern games, is less likely because of several factors. Which said, it's iterations of the same ideas that other companies have come out with, or it's that they've cut half the game to sell you in a season pass, and then they don't really tell you much about what's in that. So. You get these expectations of games, and oh, well, it could be good if it had this other stuff in it. Oh, what a surprise! That stuff comes down a few months down the line. It's typical, and yeah, one of the reasons why you don't really get that level of hype anymore, you know, working out for games, and why people are generally quite cynical about the industry in general. I think. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. It's it's kind of dejecting from it, and. I, I've experienced quite a few games now where I've been underwhelmed, and I shouldn't have been, just because <laughs> my way of thinking was altered by someone else's way of thinking in an unnatural way, and yeah, because well, someone said to you, yeah, even a relatively unknown game, if someone goes, oh, you should totally play this, totally play this, it's great, it's amazing, like that, like that, and then. Play it like oh, well, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> so, uh, and it is disappointing when that happens. It's um, I mean, I've done that with friends before. I think the amount of games I say, "Oh, you should play this; it's great," and they never share the opinion. They never share the same opinion. <laughs> it's just uh, it got to the point where if they ask about a game, I go, "Yeah, I like it. You might not." That's it. <laughs> it gets that. Yeah, I bad. actually am that friend. I have a, a tendency when people say, "This is so good," I I instantly stop caring because uh, you, you, good is an adjective thrown around for mm. everything. And when somebody just says good, it really didn't affect them, and I know that. So I just stay away from it for a long time until the hype train has pulled out, and everyone's forgotten that the hype train was even a thing in this universe, and then go and play it. Yeah, totally. I can understand that. It's uh, I should have waited longer I, with Uncharted. I probably would have enjoyed it more. Uncharted 4. It, may, it, might, work, it might work better. <laughs> Let's be fair. You know why we're talking about Uncharted 4? It just reminds me. We still haven't heard about the DLC. Well, there's several opportunities still this year. Yeah. I mean, obviously, next month they're having their you know, thing going on. So maybe they'll do it then. Uh, yeah, the Sony conference. Yeah, the Sony I don't conference. think so because we've got the Neo, haven't we, and the Vita. Yeah, I think, oh, yeah. they'll totally games to go with that. They won't just 
shows the console they have to have something new to show on it to yeah. prove a point and go there it is this is what games could look like on this and maybe they'll show the odd exclusives that you've already seen but then they'll say oh and this is the they'll make more of it than just that because they can i mean yeah you saw e3 they, they got away with showing a lot but it still wasn't everything that we, we were expecting to see you know as you said the uncharted dlc being very much one of those things but then it was too soon in a lot of ways i think but yeah, we should see it soon. So, one way or the other. Um, who do you think has the Matrix fetish, uh, Sony? Me. Yeah, because yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got the VR Morpheus, the Neo PS4, and now the Vita Trinity. Yep. Like I said, Microsoft will come out with the Agent Smith, <laughs> and uh, Nintendo will have the Merovingian. <laughs> no, Nintendo will have the Oracle. So Nintendo. Essentially, what you're okay. saying is that Nintendo is is God in its own little realm. Yeah, but, yeah, pretty much. And Agent Smith is super powerful, but can't touch this. <laughs> yep, yeah, basically. Yeah, sounds like it's right. Yeah. But it can oh only my God, bullets. the console walls are just the Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix has us. And that's all I need. <laughs> so is the Neo thing like an allegory for um, the PS3 basically killing itself to <laughs> be reborn again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. the ps4 is killing itself hey. to come back as a stronger machine that's it oh christ terrible <laughs> <laughs> and the Morpheus is what brings us in to to the world it's a little oh, late yeah and then the trinity is the little psychic that you, you kind of forget about him so often yeah where's where's tank where's dozer where's dozer dozer yeah, Dozer. It was Dozer. That'd be the where's, new firmware. Uh, where's the guy from Lost? <laughs> firmware. Where's the weedy? Where's the weedy kid from the Animatrix? And it's just yeah, they're yeah, missing out. The woman in the red those dress. Those will be the firmware patches. Yeah, the woman in the red dress is surely the Vita itself. <laughs> you know, so it's like alluring, <laughs> promising up front, but ultimately it isn't going to give you what you want. But ultimately, Agent Smith, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just... <laughs> so I guess that's a Microsoft thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we got this uh, figured out. We, we yeah, know we you it. now, Sony and Microsoft Nintendo. We know all your plans. The Wachowskis are in charge of everything. <laughs> I would explain by the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded oh, more and more like an M. Night Shyamalan plot look, than anything. We just, we just made the revolutionary most successful console ever. Let's go and follow it with one that is overpriced <laughs> over, and doesn't really do it for a lot of people. <laughs> what, a yeah, like, what a twist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yes, anyone else have anything to chime in? Gary, what are your feelings on the hype, hype, hype train? Uh, on the hype train? I think it's very rare that a game ever lives up to the hype that it gets built up for itself. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's the developer's fault. I think it's the publisher's fault uh, by, by building More often than not. Yeah, definitely more often than not. I mean, if you look at Destiny, for example, who really hyped that game up to be what it was? Sony did. It wasn't necessarily Activision or Bungie. It was Sony. Um, they pretty much did all the marketing for them. Look and at Titanfall. Who really hyped Titanfall up? 
Microsoft. Yeah, my- yeah. Well, not <laughs> Microsoft really. IGN, the journalist kind of. Hype. Because in both yeah, both cases, it was the legacy of what they yeah. had. You know, it's like Bungie. Oh, the people who made Halo are going to be making stuff on a PlayStation. Ah, oh, it's like, and then oh, the Call of Duty people who make the best Call of Duty. They're making a new first-person shooter, and it's only that those lines pretty much yeah. sold the hype reel. There, that's it. And making them exclusive in the case of Titanfall. Yeah, just sort of makes it even more so, especially as it was still early in that whole, uh, you know, thing between the Xbox One and PS4, where you know you didn't really know where the war was going, so to speak, and so it, it seemed like a bigger deal, and people were still very much locked into the ah console war winner. This one, yeah, it's By yeah, the, way, the game that made within a month. Are we talking about console wars? Congratulations, Xbox, on outselling the PS4 this month. You finally did it. Good work. You, you finally did it after you made a newer model. The older one sold suspiciously. I wonder maybe because it went cheaper. It seems I want to give it to them like... this month. They deserve it. Shh. So congratulations. Well, I just say it. Made... Yeah, <laughs> it just makes sense. But it's like yeah. you release a newer version of the console. The older one will probably start selling a bit better just because yeah. people who wanted it cheaper will. But hey, what can you say? Gary, anything else to add? Um, I don't. I don't think so. Just yeah, hype sucks. I I'm always against hype. It's like you're anti-hype. Excited for you it. Don't... Be excited for it. It should be an individual thing. You shouldn't let other people tell you how great it's going to be. Um, and base your opinion on their opinion. It's just yeah. yeah. By the same merit, we're really bad. Don't be the guy that's... in the way. We're telling people to not be hyped about things we read online. Well, I was just about to say, <laughs> don't go. But don't also don't have to be the guy that says, uh, uh, "I don't listen or read to anything." Uh, it's like I, so I just make my own opinions. So, how did you ever hear about a game? Like, like it came seriously, into my head like, by magic. Yeah, <laughs> I materialized this world, and I judged it based. Merely on my own decision-making skills in a locked box. <laughs> I've so never been saying, in public. What are you saying? That to judge games, we all have to become David Blaine. I'm not playing that game. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, take, take Hideo Kojima, for example. Every time he's making a new game, the hype is automatically super high just because it's Hideo Kojima. Like, and he's in control of it, though, usually. Yeah. Yeah, but see, you have like yeah. Death Stranding coming out. We don't know what kind of game it is. Sure, he said it's going to be a third-person, whatever, action game. But if he didn't say that, for example, and we're sitting here waiting, and then he unveils the game finally, and it's a fucking visual novel, how would you feel then? I'd still be hyped because it'd be a visual novel by Kojima. Imagine how crazy like that'd be. Well, you'll be hyped because it's Hideo Kojima, and you have faith that he's going to give you something good no matter what it is. No, I just imagine... That's the wrong wrong thing to pick, really, because I can imagine how wacky the story would be. I mean, it would be not... Kojima wacky. Yeah, so imagine, fine. imagine that. That'd be amazing. It's well, not my opinion, it's not it's, most of the hype will be simply because it's him, yeah. not for what it is. And I think well, if if something like that would happen, I think more people would have been upset than happy, like you would have been then. <laughs> now, if they, they oh, came yeah. out and said that Hideo Kojima was working on a racing game. 
Lerna be like, what? No, I'm just saying, that, like that's Medica exactly or? what happened with yeah. Destiny. Is that, oh, because it's Bungie, it's automatically going to be as good as Halo. No, it's... Well, it wasn't because, like, half of the staff quit the company before Destiny was made. So you lost all your big players. They didn't tell you that. And you just assume because it's Bungie, it's going to be good. The same thing happened with Rare. Just because Rare used to be good doesn't mean it's good anymore, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like Infinity Ward as well. It's like it isn't even the same people. But people still assume, oh, they make the best COD games now. Yeah, there is that audience, yeah. The ones that still shit on Treyarch every month, every time Treyarch they get a game. Is so good. Yep, they've Treyarch just been make the best blessed. Call of Duty games. Mm-hmm. They also used to make the best Spider-Man games, but of course, you know, Activision yeah. got them locked in that little box. I thought it's never soft that uh, made the Spider-Man games. They made the first two on the PS One. Yeah, yeah, yeah the good ones. Talking, of. yeah, they're fun, but I preferred you know, Treyarch's run on them to be honest, and. I would say the, the purer Spider-Man games, if you will. <laughs> I'd say put my, my big snobs hat on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tim, you are, to leave us, you are getting aboard the hype train as it's parked I, in your town. Yeah, I need, to, I need to talk about how great Uncharted should have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim is off to uh, get his loud hailer out and shout off the side of the hype train. <laughs> Yeah, give people the disappointment they've been waiting for. If you hear be belligerence, uh, say hi. Yeah, he's in your neighborhood. <laughs> he's like the Santa of of gaming disappointment of, of Maria. Everybody gets one. Everybody, Everybody gets one Santa. <laughs> yeah, I, I have procedural Santa. I just one. <laughs> there could be only one. Well, it's been good having you on again, Tim. So we will catch you again soon, I'm sure. Yes. Thanks, right everybody, for having me. Thanks, Not a problem. It's going to be nice and cold. It's going to be advertised as warm, but I'm going to get in there and it's going to be cold. I have no idea so what that means. That I'm confused. Awesome. <laughs> I train. Uh, I train. Uh, Not uh, what you expected. Well, you actually talking about the actual weather for a second there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> No small talk for Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, guys. Have a good Right, and um, we're almost wrapped up, I suppose, as well. Um, so, anyone have any shout-outs before we go, 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 Power Rangers? <laughs> um, okay, no. I'll get... Gary, you want to shout first? Oh, I was just going to say shout-out to all the listeners and, and fans. Uh, shout out to Klaus at Phoenix Down Radio. Shout out to Phoenix Down Radio. Shout out to everyone who knows me on Fantasy Fourteen. Hello. Shout out to anyone who's listening. Shout out to Neil for having me on. Thank you again. Of course, well, we we have each other on. I don't, how come I never get a shout out when I'm not here? You guys are mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> because you're here in spirit. Oh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Excellent. Well, yeah, I, I can only echo those things, I yeah. suppose. And say, a shout out to we, Mike. See you next week, Harrodens. Yeah, he has emailed <laughs> me halfway through the show to tell me that he will indeed not be on this week. <laughs> so, oh, I am shocked. Uh, but yes, hopefully he'll be on next week. 
That could be a running joke, I think, but we'll, we'll try for it. <laughs> we really are trying um, to get it one, by the way, but, you know. Yeah. We we should be back, as I said, next week. Um, me and Gary will also be doing another edition of Podcast Without Fear, our comic book podcast, so that should be there. Hadouken. Either as well or install. We'll see. Yeah, Hadouken. Ah, I won't be there this time. Good. Why? You said me and Neil. Gary. Ben. Yes. Oh, well, you can... <laughs> Ben. Oh, we, we well, hadn't really you'll be there in spirit, Ben. How does that? <laughs> How does it feel now? Feels great, actually. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, really. Excellent. Right. So my spirit form will know as much about comics as I do. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's, we shall. This was episode 133. We shall see you for 134, and hopefully that'll be next week. So. I will leave you with the dulcet tones of Mr. Shillabill Hall. Well, we're going to Pokemon go away. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that back. <laughs> oh, man. See you all. Later. Later.